Hello and welcome to Security Leaders, the podcast, where we speak to security managers, chief security officers, and professionals from across the security spectrum. My name is Neil Sutton, editor of Canadian Security Magazine. My guest for this episode is Barry Davidson, CEO of Davidson Global Advisory Group and a longtime security practitioner and consultant. Barry has led protection teams for dignitaries including the Dalai Lama, Queen Noor of Jordan, Secretary of State Condoleezza Rice, and General Colin Powell. Barry was also the security lead for the Alberta leg of the papal visit this past summer. I spoke to Barry about his experiences working with the Pope's own protection force, the Swiss Guard, along with other Canadian security and law enforcement partners who were involved in the Pope's recent visit. We also spoke about Barry's new role as a project manager for Island Health based in Victoria, BC. Before my conversation with Barry, here's a quick word from our sponsor, Commissioners. There can be an over-reliance on technology as a silver bullet to resolve all the ills. Technology is just but a tool. Uh, it really comes down to the operators and, and having those individuals understand the role that they play, not only for client safety and security, but the security and safety of, of you know the community as, as a whole. I'm Don Thompson, Director of Operations for Commissioners Hamilton. If you'd like to learn more about Commissioners, please visit commissioners.ca. So thank you for joining us on the podcast today, Barry. We really appreciate you taking the time. It's my pleasure. It's uh, an honor to talk to your audience. I'm, I'm a huge fan already, so now I get to critique myself afterwards. <laughs> we, we've talked about this before, but uh, you were involved in a, in a major security project earlier this year. I'm looking after the Pope, um, who was uh, visiting Canada and touring various parts of the country. But as uh, the person that was sort of appointed to lead the security detail or work with his security detail. Can you tell us a bit about what it was like looking after a a VIP of that sort of stature in the world? It was intense. Uh, It was incredibly gratifying. I I have uh, within my circle of colleagues and friends can now uh, claim that uh, I, I have hit the two major spiritual leaders of the world. I've taken care of the Dalai Lama and now the Pope, who I believe is the only level five VIP we have in Canada. The project itself, uh, just the being around those people, which is why I love what I do within the global security industry, is amazing to meet and learn from these people. Just an amazing group of people that that work so hard to accomplish or achieve uh, what they need to achieve through some of the biggest challenges. And of course, in our role, uh, I was responsible for, uh, for uh, His Holiness's visit through Alberta. So we had five sites and some interesting parameters we had to work around that most of my colleagues in the security industry will cringe when they hear how we had to uh, be creative. But it uh, it was incredible. It was intense. It wasn't like anything else I've done. I've done G8s. I've done several Olympics and never had the intensity uh, that that was there for this one. So how did you come to get involved in it? Were, were you approached in order to, uh, to, to kick this off? Like, how did it start for you? I was. I was recruited for it. I was referred to uh, the national security lead uh, through colleagues, and uh, they were interviewing two or three people. And uh, apparently, I I fit the bill and and brought it together, and they were happy with that. And I have to admit, when I first got the call, you, you sort of wonder if one of your friends is playing a playing a joke on you when they say that so and so is calling from the Vatican to speak to you about a security operation. I was like, yeah, really? Who, who is this really? But um, 
I have to say that probably one of the many things that was uh, rewarding to take from this is the fact that my own colleagues in the industry would refer me into a project of this scope and scale. So that felt really nice and I'm very humbled by that. So once you'd secured the job and you had the, the full scope of it in front of you, what, how, did you, how did you plan? Like what, what was your approach to addressing the different sites did you take this on as you would any other sort of large security project or was this different just because, you know, it's the Pope? Definitely different. Our risks are similar to any VIP, but scale changes, obviously, and uh, our target population changes. The other thing was something that helped me get through the intensity of it all was we pulled this all together in, I think it was a total of 12 weeks. And normally an operation of this size over five sites probably would be a year, a year and a half. I know on G8 operations, we are eight months to a year in planning. And we jumped into this with a core operating uh, and logistics team of five people. And we had uh, first contact was 12 weeks out. By the time I was engaged, we only had, I think, 11 weeks, 10 weeks to uh, pull teams together. And we had some interesting parameters around that that made it more challenging. My template for these large events is, is pretty standard. We run our own operations center to uh, pull uh, open source intel and to deal with the agencies that we have friendly uh, conversations with to get a grip on what that risk looks like. In this case, of course, we're dealing directly with, uh, with the Guard and, and with the Swiss Guard and with the Vatican, as well as international intelligence agencies and the RCMP, of course, had a major role. And it was interesting. One of their challenges became my challenge because the guard has been protecting the Pope forever and they have their own way and their own philosophy of doing that. Uh, tactically and professionally, we all work pretty similar, but that mindset was radically different. And with me being stuck in the middle, being responsible for the site uh, security had me having to buffer a little bit of some of the RCMP not being comfortable with what the Vatican was looking for and vice versa. So that ended up being a bit of a challenge along the way and created more necessity to be that person that helped those relationships between all of the agencies stay strong and stay credible. So as you say, you had to collaborate with the, the Swiss Guard and the RCMP and people responsible for security at the various venues that were rolled out for the Pope to go visit and speak at. Um, what was it like sort of coordinating or uh, trying to come up with a, a solid security plan where there were just so many stakeholders involved? The number of stakeholders, ironically, wasn't the biggest challenge, although that was huge. One of the biggest problems I had is that because of that intense and short timeline, we didn't have programming, scheduling, and such down. So we were actually trying to prep for a, a project and a program that didn't exist yet. So putting things in place, putting contracts in place, because uh, on, on most of these sites, I was over uh, 200 contract security bodies. So trying to determine that without being able to give uh, firm start times, end times, and uh, even deployment was literally calls to some of my, my colleagues in the industry saying, are you available for these dates? I've got no other information for you, but I'm going to need a lot of people. And that's how a lot of those conversations started. The other challenge we had, and it turned into uh, another incredibly rewarding piece of this project, was that we were mandated to, uh, where possible, if not everywhere, utilize Indigenous security personnel 
ideally from the nations that we were going into. And certainly in Alberta uh, and with COVID, we ran into some regulatory issues because a lot of people hadn't been able to renew their licenses and um, there are some significant training differences. And um, frankly, from my perspective, when I start looking at the nature of the visit being around reconciliation, we start with a concern around our security and our threats coming from within. So all of a sudden we're having to manage that without the time and ability to do um, uh, do checks beyond regular security guard licensing and such. So again, unlike a G8 where everybody within that close bubble has been vetted by the RCMP and such, we were operating um, primarily uh, and with incredible support from local, from RCMP, um, on trying to recognize anybody that could be a problem that has infiltrated that security team. So that was an ongoing challenge. And I can tell you, I walked on eggshells for three days while we were on the ground around that. But that deployment was, was massive because, uh, and a challenge because of that programming. We, we didn't have actual times until probably a week out, maybe 10 days out. So, and then isolated sites because the sites that we were visiting only one of them, well, two of them were inside Edmonton proper. Uh, the rest were an hour out of the city. And uh, that created all sorts of other issues dealing with the county's transportation. I was absolutely blessed to be working beside some of the best logistics people, uh, Michelle and Darwin, uh, that I've ever worked with so that we were able to coordinate busing, uh, equipment, setup, that kind of thing. The intensity of this is nothing I've ever experienced before. Yes, and as you point out, the Pope wasn't just here for a goodwill tour. It was uh, he was addressing some um, uh, issues that are incredibly important to to Canada and to the uh, uh, First Nations communities here. But how did that change the the complexion of, of what you had to deal with from the security perspective? Well, this this probably will sound a little bit um, contradictory because I would like to think that any professional, any security professional going into these is doing their best on every project, but it did add just an extra level of importance to uh, not just protecting His Holiness himself, but making sure the event itself went well uh, and was respectful and served the purpose that it was meant to serve. It was a very interesting learning for me because the church worked so hard and the Pope is, was so committed to reconciliation that um, very early on, I recognized that while communications and, and Vatican media is um, <laughs> fierce in their protection of the Pope and reputation, uh, they were very open to learning along the way and working with our nations as we were stepping in and working within security requirements, but also making sure the right people actually had a, had a relationship and a conversation with them. It, it must have been a, a huge learning experience, um, uh, almost a unique one, I would say. But um, what are the big takeaways from you? Any sort of lessons learned that you can carry forward to future projects or anything that sort of maybe took you by surprise? So like, What sort of were your big takeaways from this experience? The, the first big one is time matters. I know I keep saying that. Uh, and I have often on larger projects lamented the fact that it takes us 10 months to, to get to project day. I will never again complain about that ever. Now, that being said, that momentum, and I will be the first to say there's a certain element of luck when you look at any large security operation in a high-risk operation, that if you pull it off, did it, did it go smoothly because of what you did or because there wasn't really anything inbound? 
in our case, everything went smoothly. The little bumps along the way didn't make headlines. And it did help me learn to trust more the people on the ground that weren't necessarily at the professional level that I would normally bring in, if that makes sense. So for example, our security teams on all of these sites were exceptional through some huge challenges. Uh, on one site, for example, we opened the site at 6.30 in the morning. And because of busing of the 200 guards I was supposed to have there, I had 32. And we were still able to open the site. And it was because of the professionalism of these groups that I'll admit initially I was concerned about direction and, and how that was going to land. So a huge takeaway for me is, and maybe it's some of the gray hair I've got, is just stepping back a little bit and trusting people until there's a reason not to trust them. I know our business is risk, but that was huge for me. I guess the other thing too, that, and the last one, it's a bit more technical for people that do VIP security and, and high-risk events, is recognize the importance of this role, the role I had in that communications and relationship building realm, you know, that don't have blinders on because I, I was assertive in maintaining those relationships and stepping in when I saw things stepping out of line between other agencies, usually government agencies, whether it was between RCMP and, and Vatican and such, and helping to be that buffer. Because at the end of the day, while we may not be the headline on these uh, big projects, we're the ones that have the most to gain or the most to lose uh, very quickly in large scale projects like this. Yes, it's often all on the line if you're a security professional. It's. I had somebody making the comment uh, about two weeks uh, before uh, he landed in country saying, wow, this is a great resume builder. And I said, I'll, I'll let you know in about two and a half, three weeks, <laughs> whether it's a builder <laughs> or a crash. <laughs> well, it seems like it all worked out for the best. Um, so hopefully it looks good on the resume now. But um, speaking of that, you, you've since moved on to, a, to another project uh, in the healthcare world. Can you tell us a bit about that as well? Sure. I, uh, I'm quite excited to actually step back into one of my passion areas and take the skills I've learned in, in my global security side and with uh, Island Health in Vancouver Island out west uh, as a project manager on uh, some very interesting, uh, interesting projects in uh, Victoria. So it's working with, uh, with our most vulnerable populations uh, on the street and with the healthcare crisis we're experiencing for a number of reasons um, it is an incredibly rewarding position to be in, although incredibly challenging. And teaching an old dog new tricks in project management is uh, is definitely keeping me up at night, but I'm getting there. Good. We wish you success with your uh, current project and your future projects. And uh, thank you very much for joining us on the podcast today. Thanks, Neil. It was an honor and a pleasure. Thank you to my guest, Barry Davidson, and our podcast sponsor, Commissionaires. You can find more security-themed podcasts on our website, CanadianSecurityMag.com. I'm Neil Sutton. Thanks for listening.